smell is that the smell of multiple podcasts across a couple of days you're goddamn right it is um it's a little brucey bonus uh, episode um essentially born out of me sending a a whatsapp voice message uh, to my boy rob um who asked me what it was like uh watching the oscars and asked me about the oscars uh and i thought yo dre i've got something to say so um yeah as i say it's a little it's not a proper full episode it's a little bonus episode so um I don't want to take up too much of your time. Um, I've got some bullet points, and I'm just going to rattle through them. Okay, so um, enjoy, look forward to, and consume this. Um, So yeah, it was the Oscars last night um, on the 28th of Feb, so it's now Monday the 29th of February. Um, And it was the first Oscars that, yeah, as as I say, I've ever seen um, all the way through, um, and definitely ever seen live. Um, because I, t- I can't be asked to be up all early in the morning and it's on Sky and I've never had Sky and all of that kind of stuff. But um, I watched it and it was um, it was fun. It was overall, um, I think, the best award show that I've seen so far um, in America. Obviously, it's, it's fun being over here because you get to watch um, award shows, um, and, you know, live not just the BAFTAs um, or the Brits, which are awful. Um, we watched the Grammys, which was awful. Um, we, you know, I didn't know anybody on it, so it made me feel old and out of touch. Um, and it was, it just wasn't very well produced. Um, and in a, I don't know, in a weird way, this one was as well. Um, it was strange, considering that it's arguably the biggest kind of stage show, I suppose, um, on the planet. In terms of people watching it, you would have thought it'd been the most overproduced, like slick, everything's within, you know, milliseconds of each other. Um, you would have thought it'd have been that kind of vibe. But there were quite a few moments where it's like, oh, let's cut to a camera that's pointing the wrong way or let's have really quick edits that make it seem like they don't know what they're doing. It was strange. Um, and yeah, not not exactly what I expected, but it was it was fun. I think part in part because just because it's the Oscars, just because you have the kind of the cash of, oh, it's you know this is the, um, you know this is the, uh, you know the biggest uh, award show um, for movies, which is obviously one of you know one of my one of my big passions. Um, so I think that kind of carried it through quite a lot. Um, but let's let's go more let's go more specifically. So the host, so Chris Rock, obviously the the big country controversy um, with the Oscars this year has been the lack of diversity in terms of the acting categories um, and yeah he obviously with having a, uh, an African American host um, they he hit that hard like there was not a thing that he said throughout the entire evening aside from the stuff about the Girl Scout cookies which is quite funny about getting his daughter to 
to win the Girl Scout cookies competition. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought that was pretty good. But that aside, everything was about diversity in, in Hollywood, which I can understand because you've got to kind of address it because it was a big thing. And especially, as I say, with a, um, a black host, it's it's something that, that has got to be spoken about. But it, did, it was a little bit wearying after a while. And I think that because he had, you know, quite big things to talk about, he was kind of weighed down by that, wasn't able to just be as funny um as uh as i think he was in in 2005 um so yeah there were funny bits in it um funny bits that that he did but i overall it was it was a little he was a little bit disappointing um and a little bit under rehearsed as well again kind of goes in with the the um not amazingly well produced um vibe that it um had there were a few bits like there was one bit that I thought was particularly funny when he was he was making the decent point and the very good point and the point that was kind of echoed by by the academy later on in the night um that you know it's it's very possible that the reason that um you know that that there aren't more kind of nominees um uh, black nominees is because they just don't get the parts like um you know white actors get good parts every single year like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and uh um, uh, and he couldn't think of another white actor. I'm like, the whole point of this thing is that, that everyone's a white actor. You could name anybody. Um, uh, yeah, so I thought that was quite funny. Although he did, he did name check um, Jamie Fox as being, you know, one of the best actors out there, and I didn't like that because I, I do think he's a he's a dick. Um, uh, Jamie Fox. A lot of things that I've seen him when he's come across very very badly, but. Um, yeah, um, so I thought overall he was a little bit disappointing. Um, but I, yeah, I did think that it was good because later on, then um, the the head of the head of the academy, I guess, um, came out and and made a speech about that. Well, the, the what I took from it was that you know the academy are picking the, the the best actors from the performances that they got to see in the films that they got to see um it's not necessarily the right thing to to blame the end product when it's like you know there should be more um you know there should be more roles for div- more opportunities for diverse roles um in the first place as opposed to just saying well you know there was a black guy in this film he should get nominated because you know otherwise then it becomes a box ticking exercise and obviously that's not what we want i did think it was a bit weird aside from who was it someone mentioned it um someone mentioned it someone mentioned it i can't remember who mentioned it but basically said that it wasn't necessarily just you know black people but it was asian people hispanic people as well that they were underrepresented I mean, it did, as this whole kind of issue has, it's it's very much kind of just blacks. Um, it just kind of, you know, it's a black issue as opposed to, a, you know, a, any other uh, ethnicity or race um, issue, which I did think was a, a little bit strange. Because, you know, it's absolutely true that, I mean, I did a little bit of research on this, a little bit of research. Um, so in terms of the last census, 62% of America was white, 13% uh, was African American, uh, and then six percent was Asian, um, and Latin. It's weird they they kind of lump Latino in with with white. I guess that's a that's an ethnicity as opposed to a race. I guess it's all kind of very fine fine line definitions of it. But yeah, it, it just seems just seems odd. I think a little bit that um, it's you know it it should be something for for all you know every. Uh, 
minority um, that should be represented. But again, yeah, it, I, I agree with the uh, academy that it should be. You know, there should be more roles available because if it's you know if as a percentage, because I mean, what would it have to be? So there's twenty acting categories. So let's even just say so that's twenty of them. So that's like five, each one was like five percent. And I yeah, I can absolutely believe that less than five percent of the um, uh, films, you know, of the quality that the Academy usually goes for. And bear in mind that this isn't necessarily these are the best films of the year. This is what the Academy is saying are the best films of the year. And there's obviously long been. Um, you know, a lot of discussion about are these the best, you know, there's very certain types of films that get um, nominated. Comedies are never nominated or very, very rarely nominated. Um, light-hearted things are very, very rarely nominated, you know. So it's it's not necessarily the um, uh, the absolute best films. It's just the, the most Academy-worthy films, the most Oscar kind of type films that there are. And I can absolutely believe that's, 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 a, that's a phone. Um that less than 5% of, of the kind of Oscar-type films that the Academy watched had kind of, um, you know, diversity in them, which is a shame. And that's what, that yeah, that's what needs to be tackled as opposed to saying, well, you know, the, the, you know there's the, the black guy in that and he was, he was good, so he should be nominated. It's like, yeah, but there's, there's a lot of other um, good roles anyway. Anyway, so let's not God, saddle down with that more more than I wanted to like Chris Rock do you know what I mean I feel for him there because I, I just got kind of drawn into the whole uh, issue and I didn't mean to so there we go um the best the best thing that came out of the night best thing that came out of the night um is uh Fury Road um was the biggest winner with six awards which was fantastic I didn't um uh didn't believe that it would um, I, I thought it would get a couple just because it had been nominated so much, but I, it, it got more than I thought it would. The wife and I did a, um, a little prediction um, thing. We both wrote down what we what we thought was going to win, uh, and then we tallied up who won. I won um, by one. It was a tight victory, but it was a decisive one. Um, so I, I, but then I only got thirteen out of twenty four. Um, which was uh, a little bit disappointing. But then bear in mind there are you know foreign language film, the documentary ones. Um, the short films, realistically, it's it's just you know, lucky dip. And she won loads of them. Actually, to be fair to me, she won loads of them. She got at least two of those entirely blind guesses right. So um, yeah, I, I, I'm pleased with the victory. Certainly pleased with the victory. Um, but yeah, a lot of the ones that Mad Max ended up winning for, I didn't put it for because I just thought you know the Academy wouldn't um, have that much of a hard on for it. But they did, which was fantastic. Um, the big one that it didn't win though. Um, it was one of the bigger frustrations of the night was um, Best Director. I thought, oh, my God, it's got to be got to be George Miller. The more kind of the sound ones and production design and editing and all of this kind of stuff. I kind of feel like if if you give that amount of awards to the technical stuff, I kind of feel like you've got to, you've got to show some love to the person that, that kind of gave them the creative vision necessary for them to you know, dive in and and do what they did to an Oscar-worthy standard. Um, I kind of feel like, yeah, if, if he's given them the, the, the kind of keys to this car and they've, you know, driven it such that, that they've won an Oscar, I kind of feel like, the, you know, the dude who makes the car, I don't know, I'm getting lost in the metaphor there, but I, I feel like he he should have won. I feel like that film was so purely his vision and it, every frame of that had come directly out of his head. Um, and it was a very bold film. It was a very creative film a very i don't want to say courageous because you know 
how courageous is it to make a fucking film and get paid lots of money to do it. Um, but I do think it was a very courageous film. I think it was, um, you know, as films go, I, I think it's, um, yeah, I can't imagine it was it was an easy film to to find financing for um, because it's it's something very very different. I think that's the point. It's it's something different, um, something that I'd argue we haven't really seen that much before um, in terms of an action film that's got so much imagination to it, so much um, creativity um, in it. And is is very sparse with its storytelling, but very rich with its its design, and it gives it, it very accurately tells a story, um, which is you know ultimately that's that's the bare essential that you need in terms of making a film. Tell me a story, and then you can add on air or whatever you want on top of that. And it did uh, to to an incredible degree. Um, so I absolutely was was bummed that Inuritu um, won it again, and again because he won it last year as well for Birdman. I don't think you. I mean. I can't really remember the, the the kind of specifics of who else was nominated last year, but I, I, I went to see Birdman with um, again my boy Rob, and uh, we both came out of it thinking that it was again like like the Revenant, although he very much liked the Revenant, um, a little bit gimmicky, um, like the the one shot thing. Whilst impressive, it's like that's you know that's not, um, yeah, that doesn't necessarily make a good film. I think yeah, it's 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 a it's something different. Again, it's something that we haven't seen before. It's trying something new, but unless that translates into a, a very satisfying um, film watching experience, then it, I, I don't think that deserves to be celebrated as you know the best um, that directing had to produce that year. And I kind of feel like this year was it was the same. Um, it was you know obviously there's lots of horror stories coming out of the set of you know people suffering hugely um to to make the film and and this is almost saying that that is that is what art is that it's suffering um that it's you know doing something very difficult uh, and i don't think it necessarily is i think you know filmmaking should be unless, unless you're talking about kind of experimental kind of whatever it should be either telling a story about a very strong character um, which it did not because DiCaprio's character was just you know very very much one note his character in this was essentially um, Gerard Butler's character in 300 just just in t- his his character arc was like just a straight line just an arrow just an arrow straight towards Tom Hardy like I want to kill him and uh, and that's fine but then you've got to, you've got to create a bit more of a story around it like Mad Max Mad Max didn't have much of a, a story arc either but he was just a kind of it worked because he was kind of a passenger in somebody else's story um and so, yeah, if you're not going to go with a very strong character, you've got to go with the story. One of those two. Um, and I feel like, that. yeah, I feel like The Revenant didn't do either of those. Um, and so, yeah, I kind of bummed that he uh, he won the um, he won the Oscar for that because I, yeah, I did want George to win. He does wear such wonderful glasses. Um, and then in terms of, you know, obviously sticking on that film, DiCaprio obviously uh, won Best Actor. Um, saw a... Uh, an interview with uh, Matt Damon before on the red carpet um, where someone asked him whether he was nervous and he was like, no, absolutely not. Not nervous in any way, shape or form because luckily uh, DiCaprio's got it sewn up. And it's, uh, yeah, there was there was no other way that that was going to end, um, which I do think is a bit of a shame because I, I, I do feel like it's it's a, a bit of a Scorsese winning for The Departed. Um, Departed, wonderful film. Is it, you know, 
would it have been better had he won it for previous films? Absolutely. There are better films that, that he could have slash should have won it for. Um, and the same with DiCaprio. Um, I feel like, you know, um, you could have given it to him for Wolf of Wall Street and I would have been much, um, much happier giving it to him for that. Um, I just feel like this is kind of a bit of a legacy one. Like, yeah, was, you know, he was a good performance and, you know, he, he, he should win one, so let's give it to him. I just think, ugh, not really... Um, not really happy with that but he did a very good speech he did a very good speech although in all fairness he should have done a very good speech because he's had 25 years um to write it um what else are we talking about we're talking about the brits let's talk about the brits let's talk about ex machina winning for vfx which again i didn't expect i thought fury road was going to get that um, but ex machina got that and i i couldn't have been happier to be wrong um with that one i'm very pleased that that got some kind of recognition i as i said in my previous um podcast think that should have won for original script uh, i think it's a really really great example of very sparse very kind of interesting storytelling um and a, 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 yeah, something that could have only been told as a film. I th- yeah, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. And so the, the fact that that is now an Oscar-winning film, um, even though it, you know didn't win for the script or or the performances, which were very very good, uh, even though Alicia Vikander did win um, for the Danish Girl, I'm I'm kind of keeping the the false hope in my heart that at least part of that was for well, she was she was the robot in Ex Machina as well. So let's give it give it to her for that. She did a wonderful year's worth of acting. Um, yeah, very pleased with that because it's um, yeah. I think it d- hopefully more people will will watch it as a result of um, as a result of this win. Um, Amy winning for documentary. I didn't have that down for documentary. I thought that would be too British. You know, people on a, you know the Academy wouldn't care about um, you know Amy Winehouse being a, a very British uh, artist because uh, I'm not really sure whether she'd had that much kind of global success in an Adele kind of way. Um, but regardless, that you know, um, they won, uh, and that's fantastic. Lovely to to see a, a British documentary win, and I very much want to see it. I think it's on either Amazon or Netflix. So I'll definitely give that a watch uh, over the next week or so. Um, and then Mark Rylance as well. Who saw that one coming? Not me. I, I thought that was going to be uh, another Revenant thing. I thought that was going to be Tom Hardy because I did think he was very good, better than DiCaprio. Oops. Um, yeah. But I'm yeah very glad that he won, and he seems very. He's, he's, I don't know. He seems when he went up and did his speech, it was very. It was a bit kind of doddery and a bit like, oh well, gosh, this is a well, fantastic, isn't it? Acting a wonderful thing. I was like, oh bless you, that's wonderful. Um, yeah, I thought that was uh, that was lovely. Um, so yeah, three um, Oscar wins for for the Brits which is wonderful. There might have been more, actually. Uh, I'm not sure, but um, those are the ones that I uh, picked up on. Um, and then the best picture, of course, went to Spotlight. Again, I was I was thinking negatively, and I thought it would go to The Revenant, but it didn't. It went to Spotlight, um, which was a very good film, and I don't want to take anything away from that um, film. I do feel, though, that a good part of that is, again, like I said in did I review it on this? I'm not sure I did, but I, I wrote a review of it that I and I said that you know a large part of that is down to the power of the film is down to the subject matter. It's down to the fact that this was happening. It's very very recent. It's a big scandal, um, and it's something that's still hugely affecting people. Mark Ruffalo was saying that he'd been to a, a kind of rally or a kind of meeting for for Snap, who are the survivors um, of. Uh, sexual abuse by priests 
um, and they're saying that more people are coming out of the woodwork every day. So it's it's a very important film, um, and I do think it was it was a very good film and, and you know pretty decently made and had some fantastic performances in it. Um, if I was going to, I mean, obviously I prefer Mad Max. I think Mad Max was a better film than that. I also thought Big Short was better than that. I thought that deserved probably more than it ended up getting because I think that just got um, best adapted screenplay, um, which is which is a good. Um, I should have. I went with Room, but I should have gone with Big Shaw because I imagined that the book that it was adapted from was just a very dry. Um, you know, this is what happened. This is the the kind of economic minutia of of what actually went wrong, and to take that probably very boring, uh, quite boring kind of um, detail heavy book and turn that into an effective screenplay is is a you know a big challenge, and they did very well with it. Um, so yeah, I'm glad it won for that. But I, yeah, I probably would have preferred that to win than um, Spotlight. I felt like overall it was a better made film, um, more enjoyable, more entertaining. It kind of whisked you through. Uh, and there are a few bits in, in Spotlight that I wasn't over the moon with. Um, but yeah, glad that it, it won uh, over The Revenant. I think that's... <laughs> um, I think, uh, yeah, as, uh, if The Revenant hasn't won, if The Revenant hasn't been rewarded for again making people suffer um then uh yeah i'm all for it um and then other ones that i got wrong as well the big one that i got wrong that i knew i was going to get wrong was the bloody short film um the the live action short one because obviously you know with live action short with um animated short with both of the documentary ones and with the foreign language film i'm i don't really know any of the films so i'm just it's a it's a 20 percent chance that i'm going to get it right um and so you're just picking whatever you know whatever one floats your boat it's like picking a horse for for the grand national um but then as soon as you saw the clips and I was like, oh, there's one with the Nazis. Right, yeah, that's going to win. And that one did end up winning. And I was like, I fucking knew it. Fucking knew it. Academy loves a bit of uh, World War II Nazi action. So, uh, yeah, that was that was fairly predictable. Had I known what it was about, I probably would have picked that. But, um, you know, win some, you lose some. And I, I did still did still win overall. Um, let's have a gold, silver, bronze. So, gold, silver, bronze. This one uh, is the gold, silver, bronze of best award giver outer at the Oscars 2016. Um, I do think it's something that more actors need to work on. It's something that constantly, constantly befuddles um, my wife and myself. Um, For every award show that we watch and you see someone come out, some, you know, professional actor come out and say, oh, um... Documentaries show us the strengths of the human condition. Each one is made with passion and with an eye for detail that can really together. And then the other thing is this: the nominees are. And she's like, "These are fucking actors. These are people whose whole job is to say words interestingly that other people have written for them. Why are they being so goddamn boring?" And I. God help her. I just don't have an answer for her. I just don't have an answer for her. I think they should be a bit more, you know, just give it a bit more vim and vigor, guys. Come on. Um, But there were um, some oases uh, in the wilderness. So uh, we're going to go through them now. Bronze medal um, goes to uh, an unlikely pairing um, of Ryan Gosling and um, Russell Crowe. 
uh, I, I get, I, I'm undecided with Ryan Gosling. So I, sometimes I feel like he's very, uh, he's a little bit kind of, oh, I'm an artist and he's a bit kind of standoffish and, and weird. And then other times I see him and he comes across really, really well, very deadpan um, and, and just quite a normal person. Um, and last night, thankfully, was the latter. Um, they were, I can't even remember what they were presenting for, it doesn't matter. Um, but they came out and they were talking about, um, Ryan Gosling was making reference to, um, what was it? I can't even remember. They were making reference essentially. Oh yeah, best adapted screenplay, uh, and he was talking about it's the best screenplay that adapts to the demands of the actor. Uh, and Russell Crowe said that that's not what it was, and he was like agreed to disagree. Uh, and then he said that they, sh- you know, people should respect them because they've got two Oscars between them. Uh, even though he doesn't have one, Russell Crowe has two. And Russell Crowe says he doesn't have two, and then he says agree to disagree. It's a very simple thing, not a particularly complicated um, uh, or, or you know noteworthy joke. But I just feel like he committed to it. And he was very deadpan and very serious uh, in a way that I, I did find quite pleasing. Um, so yeah, bronze medal um, to uh, Gosling, more than Crowe. Although you know you can't have a, a, a wacky man without a good straight man. So um, yeah, I'll give it to Crowe as well. Um, Silver medal goes to um, Sasha Baron Cohen, uh, a.k.a. Ali G. Now, this is a little bit of a controversial one just because um, he wasn't actually presenting an award. He was just, you know, when they come out with the best picture, you know, um, nominees and they have a little, you know, trailer for them earlier on in the night just to build it up. And he was, um, I can't even remember what film he was doing, but he came out and he was, you know, making jokes about Ali G thinking that he's black and he's just another token black um, awards presenter, which I thought was very funny. Um, and then he was talking about um, it's not just black people who've been shunned. Uh, I haven't seen any awards for those little yellow people with small dicks. And everyone's like, woof, woof. Uh, and then he says he was talking about the minions, <laughs> um, which I, you know, I was laughing sarcastically then, but it was actually very funny and did make me laugh. Um, and he was standing there just next to Olivia Wilde, who was just like Mike Myers standing next to Kanye West. He's talking about George Bush hates black people. She's like, oh, OK, right. OK, fair enough. He didn't tell me what he was going to be saying. That's OK. Cool. Lovely. Um, so, yeah, Ali G, a.k.a. Sasha Baron Cohen, silver medal. Um, honorable mention, uh, I would say, would be um, Tina Fey and Steve Carell. They were pretty funny. Not amazingly funny, um, but they're always they're never going to let you down, really. Um, when you see that those two are coming out to present an award, you know you're in safe hands. Although we did think that with date night, and that was dog shit. So, uh, you know, they won't often let us down, I think is um, uh, is the point to be made. So they get an honourable mention. Uh, but gold medal um, is to the presenter for uh, Best Documentary Short, um, which was given out by Louis C.K. Now, I am a big fan of Louis C.K. Uh, at the best of times anyway, so maybe I was bringing in my aesthetic distance was uh, a little bit... There's another phone. Um, it was a little bit smaller than some people's. Um, I did think he was, uh, I do think he's very funny generally, but I thought this was very funny talking about, you know, documentary short is the most important award out there um, because every other um, every other award is given to millionaires and it's like, you know, whether you win one or not, you, you, you're still pretty, you're doing all right. Um, but uh, documentary short is this is going to be this is the nicest thing um, that these people will own. Um, it's going home in a Honda Accord, um, and they're going to be nervous about keeping this lovely award in their shitty apartment. Um, I, th- I th- yeah, I, I thought that was very funny indeed. Um, so yeah, gold, silver, bronze, um, bronze medal to 
Gosling and Crow. Silver medal to Baron Cohen or just Cohen. I don't know whether Baron's his middle name. I don't know. That's a cool middle name anyway. I haven't really thought about it. Uh, and gold to uh, Mr. CK. Um, best uh, award giver outer of last night. Look them up on YouTube. They're pretty funny. Um, gold, silver, bronze. So there we go. There we go. There was the gold, silver, bronze. Um, and now after, you know, celebrating the the, the best and the brightest uh, of last night, we have to get through to uh, a few gripes. Um, aside from Inuritu, um, pipping George Miller to uh, best director. Um, yeah, biggest uh, annoyances uh, for me last night. Um, first and foremost, let's get rid of the best original song category. Let's just have done with it. Get rid of it. We don't need it. It's bullshit. Um in part because fucking Sam Smith won for a bullshit Bond theme. Just not good. Just just not good. Just really boring, really plodding, really monotonous. Um, and I just, it just absolutely, the fact that he's an Oscar winner bums me out. The fact that he's won an Oscar for that film uh, is is a, a real, it's, it sullies the Oscars, I think, because um, it's just not very good. But the problem is, and it's, it's kind of the problem with all of this, I mean, not the problem, but it's, it's the thing to remember with all of this, is that this isn't necessarily, you know, saying, oh, that Spotlight won the best picture. Now, I do think Spotlight was a, a great film, so that's fine. But that's not saying it's an amazing film. That's saying it's the best picture of this year. If we have, for whatever reason, an incredibly fallow year when it comes to films, for in whatever aspect, um, so every actor... You know there are no good parts for male for white males, which will never happen. Um, but um, say that that was the thing, and there was no good parts for it. Then someone really rubbish could win for that category just because they're the best of a bad bunch. And whilst that isn't true with the acting thing, I do think that's true with the best original song. Because you look at the the nominees. I mean, let's have a look at the nominees, shall we? Let's just do it. Let's not even you know. Let's do it properly. Um, what have we got? Best original song. Best original song. Earned it from Fifty Shades of Grey, which was performed on the night by The Weekend with the with the funny hair. Um, all right, not amazing. Um, uh, Till it happens to you, the hunting ground. Um, which was performed on the night as well, uh, which is a song about uh, uh, the survivors of um, sexual abuse, sexual assault. Uh, and this is, I guess, a documentary about <clears throat> surviving sexual assault. And Joe Biden came out and he, he did a, a thing about it last night and, you know, that we should... About how much it happens on college campuses, I think, which is obviously a terrible thing. Um, but then we've also got Simple Song number 3 from Youth, which was just a, you know, Youth was a film with Michael Caine and Paul Dano about an old kind of conductor or something in rehab. I don't know, I can't really remember. I saw a trailer for it a while ago. Manta Ray from Racing Extinction, which just seemed to be a film about, um, you know, a, a species going extinct. And then Writings on the Wall from Spectre. Now, what that says to me is that is... This is a list of five songs that were written specifically for the films that they were in, which I don't think happens that much. I don't think that happens that much. Sometimes a film comes along and a song comes along that was written for a specific film and you think, right, this is really good, really powerful. The the one for Selma, which I think won last year, a really great song, really summed up the the you know uh, a lot of the themes of the film and it really worked and it's really, yeah, absolutely give that an Oscar. But 
for other years, I feel like they're just scrabbling around for, for any five songs that were written specifically for a film. Obviously, the Bond one, if, in a Bond year, there's always going to be a Bond f- Bond song in there. Um, but for other ones, for other years and for other films, it's, it's not necessarily a thing that's done. So I just feel like it. this is very much a, a best of the bad bunch um, category. And so I think get rid of it. I think that, you know... Um, it's it's if it's not you know celebrating how amazing a musical song can be in a film then we don't need it it doesn't need to necessarily be gone forever but just where there aren't enough songs that were written for films that were really good don't don't celebrate and just say well you know it wasn't a good year so we're not going to do it which obviously would be a slap in the face to anyone who had written a song for a film that year but they they don't get over it fuck them um so that was annoying um, when he went up and he was all like, oh my God, it's, uh, uh, I can't believe it. And I was like, I can't believe it either, Sam. You're better than this. Although, is he? I don't know. Anyway, um, and also wrap-up music. Now, for me, there's nothing, nothing, nothing worse uh, than when people are giving their speech. Now, they only get, I think they only get 45 seconds for an acceptance speech. Um, and that's not a lot of time but the thing that they did that was really good this year I don't know if they've done this in other years but they did it this year is I guess they would have spoken to every single nominee and said who do you want to thank who do you want to thank Um, and then when whoever won went up to get their Oscar who they wanted to thank went along the bottom of the screen and you think well that's perfect that's an amazing idea because that means A they're not going to forget anybody Uh, And B, that thanking people isn't going to take up time in their acceptance speech. They can use their acceptance speech to to say something different or single out maybe one person, one or two people maybe, um, who they really want to thank in 45 seconds. I think that's absolutely ample time. But everyone just seemed to forget that they were already thanking people in text along the bottom of the screen. They just kept on fucking... Like, if you get... If I went up to do an acceptance speech for anything and I got wrap-up music, I I would want to kill myself. I would want to. I would feel so hideously, mortifyingly embarrassed that I had, you know, overstayed my welcome, and that someone was having to essentially nudge me off the stage musically. I'd be like, "Oh my god!" It's, I'd, I'd go into the the thing to the waiting throng of photographers, and they'd ask me, "Oh, how do you feel?" And I'd be like, "I'd feel really embarrassed that I had wrap up music because I I had forty five seconds and I just went over it massively." Um, and so many people last night just went over. And in Uritu, I, I don't even know what he was talking about at the end because I was squirming so visibly um, that I was scrunching my face up to the point, you know, when you get that kind of kind of sound in your ears when you scrunch your face up. Um, I was getting that and I couldn't listen to what he was saying because whatever he was saying was not important enough to go. He fucking had another 45 seconds of wrap up music or something. It, was, it went on for an age. Awful, awful. Um, and there are a few occasions as well where someone would go up, especially if it's like multiple people, and somebody would go up and they thank people on, on behalf of everybody, or thanks to the other people who work on the film, blah, 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 whatever the fuck it is, uh, and, they'd, and they'd leave it on a good note, and it would be like, and this is all about this, and, you know, oh, it, uh, to anybody who's out there who's blah, 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 then, you know, hopefully this has given you some inspiration that, you know, amazing things can happen, perfect. And then they leave, and then some dickhead, just one of the other ones, is like, I have to say something, just comes, just worms his way in, is like, you're like, no, that's not a good, don't, don't waste my time, man, fuck off, 
I don't want to hear it. The music's going, just the, the other person left on a wonderful note, just leave. Please leave. Please get out of here. Um, it was really annoying me. I was getting very, uh, uh, very sweary. Um, my wife was, was trying to calm me down because I just think there's no excuse. That's just selfish. That's just selfish. And I, I know the argument is like, well, you know, I've been working hard for this foot. And like, who was it? At the, um, at the Golden Globes. No, again, it was the same problem. And they started playing the wrap-up music for um, Taraji P. Henson, um, who seems like she's got some attitude, that young lady. Um, and she was like, oh, I've, I've worked for 25 years for this. I'm going to have another few seconds. And everyone cheered. And I'm like, no, don't cheer her. She's holding everything up. She's meaning that there might be things that, that you know, that people have tried to do later on that you, they can't do anymore because she's fucking rambled on about some bollocks that nobody, nobody other than her and the people that she's thanking care about at all. And you think of the percentage of people who are present in that moment, both in the room and watching it on TV. It's like that's such a minute, minuscule percentage that it's... No, fuck off. It's like um, Gervais said... Um, one of the times that he was hosting the Golden Globes, and I think it's such an important thing. He was like, if you win, remember that nobody cares about this as much as you do. Nobody cares about this award as quite as much as you. This is more important to you than anybody else, so don't waste anybody's time. And I'm like, yes! Far too many, far too many people wasted everybody's collective time um, last night. It really did piss me off. Um, but the one person who they obviously couldn't play any wrap-up music to at all, even though he clearly went over 45 seconds, was uh, Ennio Morricone, who won for uh, best score for Hateful Eight, which uh, absolutely I picked because I was like, he's old, he's a Hollywood institution, I don't think he's won an Oscar to this point. He's absolutely getting that Oscar. Um, and he went up and uh, he was speaking through an interpreter and stuff. Um, but even that, he's like, he's an old, old man. You're not going to play. Like, there's the <laughs> the guy in the back kind of checking his watch. He's like, he's been he's been a minute and 10 seconds. And his, like, boss behind him is like, if you push that wrap-up music button on any of Marconi, you are fired, my friend. <laughs> That's absolutely not going to happen. Um, but, yeah, they, I think wrap-up music's not enough. I think maybe making the floor hotter or some kind of, maybe some kind of paintball-based um, thing. Because everybody's there in their finery, everybody's you know looking dapper, um, except for the women who get their tits out. Like um, what's her name, Olivia Wilde, um, who's a lovely looking woman, uh, a wonderful looking woman, um, and she just 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 boobs out all over the place. It's like, I don't want to see it. I do not want to see it. Like everyone was having a go at Susan Sarandon for getting her tits out. And then a lot of other people were like, oh, my God, oh, he's just having a go at her because she's old. She's a no, I'm having a go at her because just don't get your tits out that much. Like, if I'm seeing that much of your breasts, realistically, I should be able to see all of them. Like, that, that's, that's the rule. That's the rule. Don't push the envelope that far and then not show me your entire boobs. That, that, that's, that's the whole point of it, really, isn't it? Like, if you want me to see that much of your boobs, just, just show me the nips. Just show me the nips. I'll be able to log it away and then everyone's happy. But as it is with the kind of, oh, it's like, oh, you can practically see my boobs, but you can't actually see my boobs. I'm like, uh, uh, no, put them away. Um, but yeah, so everyone's in their finery. Maybe rather than wrap-up music, we have some kind of, yeah, paintball or um, water balloon uh, type thing, like a water balloon filled with paint or um, just somebody on the side of the stage just, just throwing feces. 
just throwing feces um, at the person speaking because there's no excuse. I, I will not accept that there is any kind of excuse uh, to go over 45 seconds, especially when the people that you're trying to thank are already being thanked on the bottom of the screen. Just think of something else to say. Like Peak Doctor, who won for uh, Inside Out. Now, obviously, it's Pixar, so they win an Oscar every year. The the, the um, As Empire tweeted, uh, the Empire magazine tweeted last night, the anim- best animated film category is essentially the best Pixar film that came out this year category. And I do agree with that because they do make very good films. Um, but he came out and he was like, you know, just this goes out you know um because obviously inside out is about kind of growing up and, and becoming a teenager and how difficult that can be and the grappling with emotions and stuff and he's you know saying you know if if you are that young and you know there are times that it's going to be a bit shitty so just create something write something you know paint something uh, and it will do wonders to take you out of it i'm like yes perfect pete and i think he even went a little bit over i think he got a bit of wrap-up music but like, i'll give you a free pass on that one because you're saying something wonderful you're saying something valid um I think that's me. I think that's all I'm doing now. Um, but yeah, I, overall, I thought it was all right. I thought it was all right. It was one of the better ones that, yeah, one of the better ones, um, better award shows that I've seen, even though it was a little bit underproduced. wasn't quite as funny as I wanted it to be or spectacular. Um, but I think, yeah, overall, it's just it's just a fun thing to watch. Although the fucking build-up, and I'm not going to talk about this too much, but the build-up, like I thought build-up was bad for like the FA Cup when they started an hour before. You know, who can you really build up for this much? The fucking the the thing started at half five. The Oscars started at half five because it's over on the west coast, so it was good. So it was at a decent hour. The the build up for it, the red carpet build up for it, started at two, two till half five. Just idiots talking to people about nothing, about absolutely nothing. Asking them, oh, so how does it feel? I, I'm looking forward to it. How? Do, oh, so you've been nominated tonight. Are you looking? F- you know, hoping you're going to win. Yes, obviously I am. Oh, that's a lovely dress. What what dress are you wearing? Oh, and it's this dress for from whatever. Oh, is are you here with your mum? Yeah, mum's here. Oh, is it, who cares? Who cares? And it was fucking three and a half hours, and I watched about ten minutes of it, and I wanted to punch everything. Just awful, interminable, in. Terminable. And then they even had like half an hour of it afterwards as well, of them just talking bollocks to nobody. Um, oh, good Lord, it really knocked me off, man. Really, really bummed me out. Um, yeah, so there was that. Um, but overall, yeah, I, it was enjoyable. It was fun. It was good watching it live. Um, I wanted to, in an ideal world, there would have been some kind of drinking game associated with it, but um, I managed to enjoy it even without booze. And I think if there's a higher recommendation for an award show, I'm not sure that uh, I don't know what it is. Um, but yeah, hopefully next year I'll do better than 13, 24. Keep my fingers crossed. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for for listening. This was a little kind of brucey, but although it has gone over almost three quarters of an hour. Good Lord. I do know how to ramble, don't I? Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. If you've listened to this far, hopefully you'll come back and listen to another Dancast. I'll be doing another one um, this weekend. Um, maybe even two. Who knows? Because the wife's away again. Um, she's a little jet setter at the moment, so I'll be um, uh, entirely on my own and bored. So I'll be probably talking to you um, and my dog um, and then probably going insane and checking myself off whilst checking myself because um, that's what crazy people do, right? I don't know. I'm talking too much. Um, that was uh, my reactions to the Oscars. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, and until next time, uh, be kind to people because that's the only way that we're going to enter Valhalla. Cheers.